Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Many times you and I, we think that we've got it all figured out. That we know just what needs to be done. We know what's right. We know that if we just did this, everything would be okay. But yet many times we can't even live up to our own expectations that we set. We realize that our will is indeed weak and paralyzed. That our own strength is not nearly enough to get the job done. And when that happens to us, despair could set in. We could be really upset with ourselves and really lash ourselves with the proverbial wet noodle over and over again until there's nothing left. But also, many people are left in that point of despair. And when they are, they just say, the heck with it all. I'm just going to do what I can. And when we reach that point, that point where we realize that our strength is not enough, that's when we need the gospel message just that much more. We need to hear again about God coming into our lives, about him fighting our battles, about him providing what we need the very most in this life for him to provide for our spiritual life. Now, many times you and I, we may not spend a lot of time thinking about our spiritual life, but it's an important facet of our human existence. This part that we have a physical body and a rational soul, that we have this part of us that needs nourishment that only God's word and provide. And so you and I, as we deal with our spiritual lives, we understand that we need God just that much more. But even more than needing God, we need his help to deal with the things that we think are ours. Now, many times we mistakenly think that our bodies are our own. We mistakenly think that this world is ours and we can dump all over it. We mistakenly think that the things that are in our wallets are our own as well. That our houses, our cars, that they're ours. But really, all things belong to God. All things are his. And that spiritual realization is an important one for you and I. As we remember that God made all things. That he made us and the world and he gave us purpose. The problem was is that our purpose has been thwarted by the sinfulness in our lives. The gifts of creation and life, house and home, 
have been perverted by sin and its corruptness. So that now somehow or another we think they're all ours. That they're ours solely. That somehow we deserve it. Now, I don't know. I know I've talked to a bunch of brother pastors about this, but one of those commercials that just really gets underneath all our skins every time is when they say, go ahead and get it. You deserve it. As if we deserve anything but fire and brimstone from God for our sinfulness, our selfishness, our focus on wants. And yet God would have us know that he has power over spiritual things as well as the physical. That he can heal with a word. He can drive out spirits with his word. That he can make well that which was hurt. That he can heal even the most broken. And that should give us a little bit of hope when we realize that we're one of those that is broken, that we are one of those that have fallen and have been so mangled and bent that there didn't look like there'd be anything helpful out of it. But God can bring good things as he enters into our lives, as he continues to strengthen us up, to fill the balloon of our soul with his love and his joy. Jesus, as he was first speaking here in the Gospel of Mark, he went into the synagogue as was his habit, a good habit to continually to be in God's house, to hear his word and to offer prayers. And as he went in there, this man with an unclean spirit came in and was trying to embarrass Jesus, as it were, trying to say, you know, Jesus, what the heck are you doing here? I mean, are you just coming to destroy us? You know, I know who you are, Jesus. You're the Holy One of God. But Jesus, knowing all things, having the power of Almighty God, tells the demon to be silent and to come out. And Jesus, because he has power over the world, over the devil and the demons, and because he has power even to forgive sin, this spirit comes out. And people around are amazed. Now, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen many of you convulsing in the pews yet today. You know, even though the word of truth has been spoken, that we are sinners and unclean, but that God loves us and sent his son to die for us in our place so that we would have everlasting life, that truth drives out fears. It drives out the plagues of demons and the evil desires. The truth of God's love can warm a cold heart. And that's what we need most of all. To be reminded that God is indeed the God of all things. 
that he alone has the power over the spiritual life, that he alone can drive out the demons in our lives, that he alone can strengthen us to withstand the temptations that we face. And what big temptations are there in this age? This age that's focused in on oneself and one's ability, and we forget the needs of the community and others, where we take ourselves so seriously, but don't take anyone else nearly as seriously. Where you and I, we focus so much on the stuff out here that we forget about the importance of the stuff in here. So today, it's good for us to be reminded that God doesn't just love our vehicles and our houses and our clothing, but that God mostly loves us, you and I. He loves us. You know, Jesus didn't die for cars and homes and houses and clothes. He died for our souls and for our bodies so that they might be reclaimed by God so that that redemption that he won could be applied to all of us. So that helps us in our everyday life with understanding how everything should fit together, how our lives should fit together, that our physical needs, our mental and emotional needs, and our spiritual needs all make up who we are. But ultimately, God's word affects all of those areas. God's word penetrates our heart, our emotions, our minds. You might remember that in our epistle reading today, St. Paul says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. We don't want something temporary like a balloon that's going to get puffed up and then lose its helium and ability to lift off. Not to mention how many times they pop. We focus in on love, which builds, which strengthens from the bottom up that God enters in and he provides a firm foundation for you and I so that we don't look at everything around us as idols, so that we don't rely on our own security, our own freedoms, but rather we rely on the love of God in Christ Jesus. And so today it's my hope and prayer that as we contemplate the world around us, we won't be so focused on the physical stuff anymore but our emotional and mental and our spiritual will also have their proper time spent talking about, strengthening, and certainly using those gifts that God's given us in those areas as well. And as we, together as the church, have been tremendously blessed 
have been blessed beyond our capability to understand because God has forgiven our sins. Though they are dark as the dirt, they've been made light in Christ. So may you and I this day understand that the Lord is there to greet us every morning and that he renews our hearts and minds and he calls us forth to serve, to rise and follow him. So may you and I do that in all the many ways that God has given us, whether it's through your faith promises to the church, whether it's helping your neighbor across the street, whether it is providing what is needed for a friend who's hospitalized. For you and I, we're called into all those places, but we don't go alone. We go with the Lord Jesus, strengthening us and equipping us to do what is right and what is good. Isn't it wonderful that we have a God who drives out despair, who fills in our hearts and minds with his love and joy, with his capacity to see things in a new way, May you and I see with his eyes and speak his word to this dark generation. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.